Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamont. I'm Mark Herbal. I'm Patrick Dodd. And I'm Ronnie Chan. So in this iteration, we're going to extend a little something that we brought up in the last iteration, and that's talking about stances. And so, Mark, give us a starting spot. All right. Uh, four basic stances that you'll hear about. Um, there's some additional variants that you'll learn about if you start digging into this. But teaching, mentoring, uh, coaching, and facilitating, they're actually different, and you probably practice all of them at some time or another, but may not know that you are taking a particular stance at a given time. So in the case of teaching, if I'm teaching a group of people or a person, I have some information, I'm imparting it to you. In the case of mentoring, um, you've come to me because you believe I have some knowledge or some background or a skill that you want, and so you start working with me to figure out how to get that yourself. So I, I generally find someone comes to me and say, says, can you mentor me? Um, in the case of facilitating, you are generally there to help uh, move things along, but in a way you're sort of inert. You don't directly interact with the event or have a lot of opinions. You make sure that things are on time and all that. Um, and then of course there's coaching, which is I partner with you uh, to, to start working on a problem that you may have. Um, and coaching can come in the form of someone suggests I go talk to you or you come to me and say, I've got a problem. You may not even know exactly what the problem is. You know, can you help me figure out where we're not doing well and then make some suggestions or help us understand better what we could do to go fix the problem. So in principle, teaching, mentoring, coaching, facilitating, uh, those are the four basic stances. And if you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking specifically to scrum masters, coaches, and facilitators. So if you're on a team and you still listen to this podcast and you still want to learn more about this, keep listening. Come on, this will be fun. So Patrick, walk me through differences that you find in when you're dealing with teaching or facilitating or mentoring or coaching. Sure. So for me, it's largely circumstantial. And, and, and with these stances, I find that it's a lot like in traditional martial arts, you go through your stances. Like it's not, you don't get stuck in one stance, you're constantly moving through them. And I find that that to be uh, the case quite a bit when, um, when utilizing these. So for example, I may go into a teaching stance if I'm working with a team and they have absolutely no idea how to get started with, like let's say a spring retrospective. I'll go to a teaching stance to teach them how to do that. Then they'll start their retro and I may shift into a coaching stance to say, are you guys getting everything out of this that you need to? Are there, are there other aspects you can look at? Is this format working for you? Or asking these questions. Um, sometimes it might be just the opposite. It might be like I, uh, a, a team doesn't quite know yet what they don't know. And so I may start with a coaching stance and say, and start exploring the situation and asking them, okay, what, what problems are you dealing with? Where are you going forward with this? And um, it may come to be that they've never heard about an aspect of Agile before. And so I'll go from coaching into teaching and now they're ready to learn this stuff. So it, it just kind of depends on what the situation is and what warrants those stances. Um, but I think like teaching and facilitating are a lot of the, they're, they're, they're fairly easy to grasp. Like we've all been in school, we know like what it is to have a teacher teaching. 
um, and facilitating is running a meeting for a certain outcome, but you don't really have any skin in the game. Um, but I think the stances that people get confused the most are mentoring and coaching. And the way I like to see those two stances are mentoring is I have something you want and coaching is you have something you want and I'm going to help you get there. So for example, for me, mentoring would be, um, I, I, I've, let's say I've never done capacity planning before. I have no idea what capacity planning is. I'm going to find somebody who knows something about it. who's done it a bunch of times so I can figure out what they did, what worked for them, what didn't. Whereas coaching may be, um, I just did capacity planning and, I, and it went badly. And so, and so I asked somebody, Hey, can you take a look at this? Can you shed some light on this? And so they might ask me questions of like, Oh, did you do refinement beforehand? Were these stories refined going into planning? You know, things like that, just kind of guiding me through the process. So that's, that's kind of what my, my viewpoint is on those. So I'm curious. So, and Ronnie, I want you to answer this question. Is it, when you're having any of these stances, how do you view the conversation? Are you trying to work from a neutral place or are you trying to guide the conversation? So that, that's the, uh, the part that's um, kind of puzzling to me. To me, of the four stances, um, teaching um, and facilitating is pretty clear to me. It's obvious. Uh, I understand what the differences are. Teaching is you have information, you're teaching on uh, how to do something, right? Um, and facilitating is, um, you know, you're, you're basically managing the conversation. Um, but when it comes to um, mentoring and um, coaching, it seems the difference is fuzzy. And I'm kind of, I'm hearing you guys say, um, you know, from it's it's depend depends on the stance, right? You, I'm try, I want to learn something, um, and therefore. Uh, which was that? <laughs> See, there you go. I don't know, right? <laughs> or um, I want to, uh, it's it's the receiving end or the giving end is, I guess, what I've, I've heard. But right. either way, it doesn't seem that different to me. Well, it's interesting because to me, it's something I was uh, listening to a podcast with Lisa Adkins, who those who know is like the definitive author of, coaching for agile situations. And, and she brought up that in coaching, the idea is to coach the person, not the problem. And I think that's a big challenge that scrum masters and coaches and facilitators run into is they want to solve the problem. And it's like, I can't solve the problem. What I'm trying, if I'm coaching, if I'm in a coaching stance, I'm trying to coach the person, how you can come up with options, right? Mm -hmm. You're not trying to solve the problem. Because I think that's something that we we inevitably try to lean towards is how can I fix it, right? And then when it comes to mentoring, she mentions that uh, you know in addition to doing coaching, you're offering advice and giving resources and telling stories and teaching models. And I think it it depends on what part of the spectrum you like to live in and what you think is going to work best for that situation. Because I think where we're all at is that we're all good at telling stories, right? We're all good at teaching models. The question is, can we step away enough to teach, you know, the person and not the problem? Mm, I see, okay. Right? I do see a subtle difference there. Um... 
sometimes it's being able to step back, you're the outsider listening in, and you know, you're the one who says, have you ever considered this? You know, and because I'm not in the center of it. You know? yep. And I, I one time kind of coached somebody, I said, there are sort of three phases. Um, the first is fix, the next is endure, and the last is quit. <laughs> and, and I think you've moved out of fix and into endure. And so now you have to decide what you want to do. And it was an honest conversation about what their situation was, but they hadn't really considered there was both a spectrum and that they were in a particular place. And I said, you know, you can go back to trying to fix it again if you really feel that you have the ability to do so. But understand that, that you're in a very specific place right now, I think. If that's not true, tell me. But if it is, then how you solve this problem is different, right? Right. Well, and I think we've all run into circumstances where we've been asked to get into an engagement with a team and they are looking for us to do one thing. And we realize three minutes in that that's not the thing that we should be there for. Right. And it's, it's because the conversation is, well, we think that the team isn't doing X because we're seeing this. And it's like, you get in and it's like, oh, well, that's just, it's a minor technical issue. You fix the technical issue and you realize the thing that you're there for isn't really the thing that you should be there for. And so you have to deal with teams who either want you to engage on why you're there or want you to get off, like get out of the situation. Patrick, you had? Yeah, I was just, I, I think the, one of the biggest things to keep in mind is just to transition with intent. I, I don't think that right. there's any good or bad stance per se, like it's not a continuum. I think where a lot of people tend to fall down is they see the stances as almost like a, uh, a maturity model, but it's really not. It's just different right. ways of doing things. And mm -hmm. so it's, um, I, I think the biggest pitfall that we can fall into is changing stances or staying in a stance without intent. And we either go to the comfort zone or we're wildly uncontrolled and we're not meeting um, the, the, the person who's seeking guidance or coaching or, 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 or anything for like kind of, kind of, kind of what they really need. Well, and like, I think that's a good point because it's the coach also has to have the understanding that they may be in an uncomfortable place. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not necessarily that, oh, you know, hi, I'm sitting on top of the mountain and I am doling out, you know, all of my knowledge. It is a path that we both take together. Well, and that's the interesting thing about coaching. Uh, the most interesting thing I think that I've, that I've seen so far in my career is that as, as like as a mentor, I kind of have to be a subject matter expert in what people mm -hmm. are looking to me for. But as a coach, I may not necessarily need to know anything about what the person is coming to me for. I just need to be able to know enough to ask the right kind of questions and sort of guide the person to where they need to be. Right. I, right. I would warn though that there are certain situations in which you don't want to shift and you may be explicitly told you're not supposed to be shifting. There are wait, meetings wait. in which I've been asked to be a facilitator and only a facilitator. Right. You know, I don't have an opinion. I'm moving things along, trying to keep track of time and reminding people of that but I do not need to enter into the equation at all. And I've been explicitly told to separate myself from the whole situation. So well, and for right to facilitation, I mean, the outcome is the plan or decision, right? So if you're doing, if you're guiding it to the plan or decision, let's go. Everything's groovy. I don't, you know, mm -hmm. you're sitting there taking notes, at least mentally of like, 
okay, need to talk to so-and-so about such and such, right? Things to, you know, guide other conversations. But the purpose of this meeting is to do X. Let's do that. In a half hour, let's say I'm teaching a class, it's a half hour teaching a class. I don't have time to do any kind of mentoring or coaching or facilitating or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me talk but, as fast as I can and get through the slides. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in general, though, over time, if you're involved with a, a, the same team, you would probably rotate uh, the yeah. different stances. Oh, all right? the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, kind uh, of what I, I mean, if you're, these, when you're just uh, asked to do one thing, like a facilitation, that's on, uh, you know, on demand as needed kind of thing, right? So an ongoing, um, you know, engagement with the team that you're working with, you're probably going to be uh, going through all these stances and going back and forth as a matter. Completely, completely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a given conversation. Yeah, a team, <laughs> a team starts doing well and everything else. They add a couple of members, some things slip, they're not doing as well. Mm -hmm. We go in and say, Hmm, couldn't help noticing there's some changes here. What do you think we could do to help fix that, right? We're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna come and go on, on certain strengths. You're gonna be asked to come yep. in. And yep. Yeah, teams evolve, so we that's have right. to adapt. So that's actually a good place for us to end on this iteration. Uh, what we're gonna do is for those of you who are watching through the SAP, we're gonna put in the link down below right here the link to the Agile Coaching Institute's competency framework. And for those of you who listen to the podcast, you can go to the website and we can send you a link for that. Uh, what we'll talk about next is going to be practice and mastery. So that's the end of this iteration. I'm Brent. I'm Mark. I'm Patrick. I'm Ronnie. <laughs> Until the next iteration, you can give us a rating at your podcast provider. Shoot us an email at info at fasterthanastandup.com or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Fester Than a Stand Up.